Hi there, this is Jacob Msipa, the senior pastor of Builders Church. I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to our podcast today. And I trust that it will bless and build your spirit. Enjoy the message and God bless you. We are going to be preaching. And this morning we are talking about Jesus the seed. Somebody say Jesus the seed. Remember this is our Jesus here. And we are going to be talking a lot about Jesus. And Jesus is going to do great and marvelous things in our lives. Somebody say amen. Please turn with me to the book of Genesis, chapter number 3, verse number 15. Genesis, chapter number 3, verse number 15. I'm so sorry, I am not projecting because this morning the, the screens were acting up. Uh, but uh, the sermon the is going to be short anyway. Oh, he says it's now fine. Let, let's, let's just leave it. It's okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, Genesis, chapter number... Three, verse number 15. Uh, are we there? The Bible says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. In case you were wondering why the devil doesn't like women. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed, Jesus being that seed, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now family is a special institution that was established by God himself. Family was not somebody's good idea. Family was not established by any man. But family was established by God himself. It is an institution that God himself established. And, and he established it through marriage. Somebody say amen. amen. So now, why did God establish this institution called marriage? He established this institution called marriage so that he can perpetuate blessings through its offsprings. So now, God did not want to perpetuate curses, but God wanted to perpetuate uh, blessings. But now we hear a lot about generational curses. We hear less about generational blessings. Somebody say amen. amen. So one of the reasons why we take families so seriously in this church and we love families and we pray for families, it is because we know that God did not intend for curses to be perpetuated through family, but he intended for blessings to be perpetuated through family, through the institution called family. Somebody say amen. So God wants us to get back to a place where we are perpetuating blessings and generational blessings for that matter. Somebody say amen. In case you were wondering why are you saved and coming to church every Sunday, maybe it is because it's nice. Maybe it is because you want your children to go to and, and, and learn about God. Maybe you don't really comprehend the magnitude of what you are doing when you bring your family to church, when you bring your children to church. What you are doing is you are perpetuating a generational blessing. 
because it is only in God that we are, re- it is only in Jesus that we are reconciled back to God so that he can, through our family, do what he originally planned for families. Because the Bible says the enemy does not come but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Somebody say amen. Amen. So he he then also came uh, into the Garden of Eden uh, in the book of Genesis. When you read it, you will see that the enemy came and what he was after, he was after family. Because Adam and Eve were living there and God had blessed them. Why did God bless them? To perpetuate blessings. Through a family, through a godly family. But then, as God wanted them to have generational blessings, then the enemy came. After the enemy came, he came to steal, he came to kill the family unit, bringing division between the male and the female, bringing division between the husband and the wife. The enemy does not even love marriages. Because he knows that when there is an institution of marriage, there is the institution of family and God is going to bless that institution and then there is going to be generational blessings because then our children will learn the ways of the Lord and they will teach their children and they will teach their children's children and they are going to establish their families as well upon the rock which is called Christ. And then everything that God intended for family in the beginning is going to be achieved. Somebody say amen. amen. So now the enemy comes and he, he, he then tries to bring division between the husband and the wife. Maybe you've been wondering how come many marriages are not even working out? How come things are not going well in this institution of marriage? How come things are not going well? It is because the enemy does not want us to perpetuate generational blessings. He wants us to perpetuate generational curses so that everyone will then say, I don't know about you, but uh, there are patterns that you will always see in your family. If you really pay attention, if you have not been paying attention from today onwards, pay attention. See patterns in your family and then begin to pray. Don't just sit down and fold your arms and think things are just going to align and work out for you. The enemy is after families because he does not want a generational blessing, but he wants generational curses to be perpetuated. Somebody say amen. Amen. So sit down and study. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but there are patterns that you will see that in my family, maybe no one is happy in their marriages. In my family, maybe no one uh, seems to be succeeding. Maybe in my family, everything is going well, there's money, but there is the struggle of alcohol. Yes, especially with us black people. There is a struggle of, sometimes you will think it is because everyone drinks. Yes, sometimes they do, but others can control themselves. But in other families, it's uncontrollable, and it comes as a devourer. It eats up the peace of the family, It eats up the joy of the family. It eats up the finances of the family. And it eats up even the family itself. You wonder why the family is not at peace. But it is because there is this thing that is lingering called alcohol. 
Our families are different. Our families are not the same. And there are things that are there that are evident that this one is a trap that is placed by the devil so that we do not go and perpetuate the blessing of the Lord in this family. It is through family that we can impact generations. It's through family. There is no way that we can be able to impact generations unless there is a family unit involved. Somebody say, amen. Amen. There must always be something for God to work on. That is why even in the Garden of Eden, he placed Adam and Eve. It is because he wanted a basis to work on. God always wants something to work on. And I believe that as you are here under the sound of my voice at church this morning, it is because God wants to use you in your family so that you can short circuit the, 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 the generational curses that the enemy has been trying to perpetuate. Somebody needs today as we are going to be praying to say enough is enough. Somebody who is standing for a certain family today needs to say, I came to church at a correct Sunday. I am at the right place because there are some things that must be dealt with in my family once and for all. It ends here. It's not going to go upon my children. Somebody say amen. Amen. I don't know about you. There are good things in my family that I want even my children to be able to Get those things and move on with life and even teach their children and their children's children. However, there are also things that must stop here. That must stop here and now. That you must say even if I die trying and then it does not go over at my children, it's okay. I am willing to be the one who deal with this matter once and for all so that it does not come upon my children, it does not come upon my children's children. It must stop here and it must end here. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's about time we perpetuate generational blessings because when God uh, 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 established this institution, what did he say? He He said, I bless you, be fruitful and multiply. Little did God and know that, unfortunately, the enemy was going to sow a seed that was not good enough to be perpetuated, to be multiplied. And that is the reason why then God brought about Jesus Christ, a seed that can then be made whole, so that through this seed, then we can be able to have the original plan taking place in our lives. Somebody say amen. So in the Garden of Eden, the enemy came and sowed the seed of division between husband and wife. And that is why you will find people say, why must I get married? I don't have to. Why? Because in their heart, they think that there is no need. But I want us to understand that when we get married, God is after a godly seed. God is after a seed that is going to perpetuate generational blessings. God wants us to have children so that we can perpetuate um, these generational blessings. Somebody say amen. So now the enemy comes in the Garden of Eden. He he drives a wedge between the husband and the wife. Uh, 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 Praise God. 
that the Bible does not tell us whether they had a fight or they had an intense fellowship or they, or, or they were shouting at each other. We don't know. It's not recorded. However, I hear Adam in the Bible say, it is this wife that you gave me. I don't know the tone, but I don't think the tone was good. And probably Eve came back and said, oh, okay, so now when God is here, you are saying, it's me. I don't know what tone did Adam use when he was telling God that it is this wife that you gave me. And I am so blessed because I heard one other pastor say, unfortunately, Adam was shifting the blame. He was put as a leader there. He was supposed to make sure that there is nothing that the enemy can say to his wife. So where were you, Adam, when the... Where were you, Adam, when the enemy came and spoke to the wife? So quick to say it is this wife that you gave me. But where were you? In fact, I'm tempted to say the enemy wanted to even blind Adam so that he does not see that he wanted to go to the weaker vessel. The Bible does not say we are weak, but it says we are weaker. So in other words, we are supposed to be treated with care. Amen. Fragile, yes. So now the enemy, the enemy did not, the, the enemy did not want Adam to see that he was coming. So that then this plan of God for this institution can be disturbed. So the enemy comes and he thinks he has won. He disturbs what was going on in the Garden of Eden, of Eden and the plan that God had for the family. He disturbs it. And then the Bible says, then God has got no choice but to speak judgment. After God has spoken judgment, that's how then the curse came about. Because of the enemy who came and stole their identity, who came and stole what they were supposed to be as a family, as an institution that God wanted to perpetuate generational blessings. Remember, he said, be fruitful and multiply. He said, dominate. So in other words, even the things that are dominating us, it was not supposed to be so in the beginning. We were supposed to be dominating every living thing, anything that God created here on earth. He placed men to dominate them. However, when the enemy came, the enemy then caused this seed to be contaminated. Somebody say amen. And then God comes, comes up with a plan. The plan of redemption. The plan, of, the plan for Jesus Christ to come and reconcile us back to God. Somebody say amen. amen. So now God through families wants to bring and raise a godly seed in order to impact the world. The reason why the world is in a state that it is in, it is because the enemy has tempered with family. Because if a family, and in a family, we are taught proper ways, proper manners, proper ways of doing things and dealing with things. When we go out there to be people in the world, we will then cause the world to become a better place. 
But if we are not, if we are, we are not taught from families, then in the world and in the society, things are not going to go well. Somebody say amen. amen. Because it, 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 for us to be able to heal our land, it must start with the healing of the family. Some of us have got families that we are not talking to. Some of us have got families that we are, we are no longer in talking terms with. Some of us have got family members that if, no matter how much in trouble they can be, we will never stand up and say, I will help you. Why? Because the enemy still is busy making sure that he disturbs this institution that God has established. There are many families who are so mean to each other in such a way that when you see your family member being so nice to somebody else, you wonder if this person actually has got, has got it in them to be so kind. How come we've never seen this side of this person? Why? It is because the enemy is after family. So maybe if you are here under the sound of my voice and your family has hurt you, has hurt you so badly, please remember that it is the enemy, it's not them. That is why even Jesus said, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. So even with us, represented here are families. And maybe some of our families we are not proud about. Some of our, of our families, they are not doing things the way that we wish they could do them. Maybe they have hurt us so badly. But remember, we can never expect a good fruit from a bad tree. It, the tree must first be dealt with by the blood of Jesus Christ. And then there are going to be good fruits coming out of the tree. So when I as a fruit, uh, when I as the tree that is good, that is full of God, that is uh, full of Christ in the inside of you, manifest good fruit and forgive them. Amen. Forgive them and say to yourself, I won't let the enemy win. I will not let the enemy win. Because the enemy is after our families. Somebody say amen. amen. So now God is a generational God. He's the God of Isaac. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he says a good man lives an inheritance for his children's children. So this God that we serve is a generational God. And he says a good man lives an inheritance for his children and his children's children. That is uh, Proverbs chapter number 13, verse number 22. So now, what does this mean? Some of us will think that maybe it means we must leave money for our children. Yes, that is good. We must leave money, houses, and all of those things for our children and our children's children. But I'm going to borrow the words of Tyler Perry that if you don't give your child Jesus, then you have not given them anything. Because life can come and be tough. When your children, you are no longer there with them. When they are no longer in the house, you can't protect them anymore. It is only Jesus who is able to protect them. When you can't go with them overseas, when they go to study, it is only Jesus who can help them. When they don't know what to do and life is becoming tough, they can tend to something. And if you have given them Jesus, they will not tend to drugs. 
They will not turn to things that are there. And even if they do, God forbid, they will remember that even though this thing is not helping me that much, there's something that my mother told me. There's something that my dad told me. And they will remember that you have given them Jesus Christ who is able to be with them wherever they are and whatever that they are doing. Jesus is not even scared of a place called hell itself. And there is no hell here on earth. Jesus died. He went to the cross and he died. He was buried. The Bible says he went down to hell and took the keys from the kingdom of darkness right in hell. So no matter where your children can be, Jesus can be able to go after them and get them from wherever they are. Maybe I'm talking to a parent who has given up. I'm saying this morning, don't give up on your children. There is a Jesus who is able to go right inside the pit of hell. So what is a nightclub? Right inside the pit of hell. So what is the, the, the den of drugs? If he could go right inside, right inside the pit of hell and take the keys. He can go after your child. He can go after your children. But the key is, what are you saying to them? Where are you taking them on Sundays? Do we go to the mall? Or do we just sit there and enjoy life and then as much as I can have it all together myself, will they have it all together when they are no longer with you? Jesus can be able to help us. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So that's the inheritance that we can leave for our children. Where money cannot go, Jesus can go. Problems that money cannot solve, Jesus can be able to solve. Somebody say amen. amen. He is a generational God. Hallelujah. No more generational cases, but we are only talking about generational blessings. So the enemy may not be after you, but the enemy is after the offspring. That is why he even wanted to destabilize what was happening in the Garden of Eden. It is because he was after the offspring, because God said, be fruitful and multiply. So the enemy knew that there was going to be a multiplication of such a great thing that God intended in the Garden of Eden. So he came and he came wanting to interrupt it. Somebody say amen. amen. So there are many people who, are, who have done great things here on earth. We talk about the Mandelas. We talk about the Sisulus. They have done so many great things, but they can never be able to reconcile us back to the original seed to be able to perpetuate generational blessings. It is only Christ Jesus who is able to reconcile us back to the original, the original intent that God had in his heart and, he, and in his mind when he established this institution called family. So now, the destruction of families is the work of the enemy. 
The enemy is constantly attacking the family institution so that he can destroy the seed. He is not after the family just so that the family does not function properly. But he wants to destroy the seed because the things that you could not do, your seed will be able to do. Yeah. Where you left off, your seed will be able to take things further. Yeah. So each time the enemy tries to disturb the family, it is because he is after the seed so that everything that God wants to do with your family can end with the generation that is current and nothing is going to happen afterwards. Somebody say amen. amen. So the enemy uses quite a lot of things to try and destabilize this institution called family. He uses poverty. That is why even today we are going to pray for even such things. He can use poverty. You know, uh, 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 it's not nice when there is no money. Aye. Aye, Nazaran. Don't leave me alone on this one. When there is no money, you are, you know, like money is able to facilitate a good life. And you can, you can live without it for a certain period of time. Somebody is saying, I know, I, I have Jesus. I'm okay. Even if, even if there is no money. No, you need it. You need it. It facilitates a good life. And so, through poverty, the enemy comes to destabilize family. I don't know about you, but me now I'm a pastor. Me, I've seen people to the point of divorce because of money. Sometimes because it's there, sometimes because it's not there. But sometimes even if it's there, but the poverty mentality... The poverty mentality causes the enemy to be able to tamper with the institution called family. Even though there is money. But the mentality says you must just go wild. And all of a sudden, you are wild. You were so good before there was money. That is still poverty. That is poverty of the mind. Ay, amen. It's poverty of the mind. The bank account is fat, but the mind is still in poverty. Poverty mentality tells you that because you have money, you must leave your family and go and do things that are... You are very poor. That's poverty at its best. So in other words, we can say you are a rich, poor person. You are very, very poor. So, it's the enemy using poverty to destabilize family. The lack of it also as well causes couples to go separate ways and leave children. And when the children are, are getting older, they become bitter and angry. Why? Because my mother left us. Why? Because my father left us. Why? Because we experienced such a great trauma when we, when we were young. We were living a life like beggars, whereas 
our parents or our mom or our, mom or our dad was living a good life. Then the children become bitter. And bitter children become bitter adults. And bitter adults become bitter, bitter uh, parents. Become bitter spouses. And we wonder why are we always... Things are not going well at all in our society. The family. Family structure has been tempered with. The family institution has been tempered with. The enemy uses poverty. The enemy uses curses. The enemy uses idolatry. So that we can be far away from God who can save us from all of his attacks. The enemy, all that he wants to do is to draw families far and far away from God so that he can attack us easily and then we are going to be those who are perpetuating generational curses and children will grow up to become certain way in, in, to become certain things in, in the society and they will be deriving whatever it is that they need to produce. They will be de deriving it from a place of cursings and not blessings and therefore they will be then perpetuating generational curses instead of generational blessings. But God wants us to come close to him. God wants us to be close to him so that we can know what is it that he originally intended for family to be. What is it that he originally intended for our offsprings to be, for the seeds that are coming from us to be. Somebody say amen. Because at some point, all of us under the sound of my roof with Jesus tarries, we will be gone to be with the Lord. And our children's children, we will, leave, we will leave them here on earth. But if we don't leave them with a firm foundation, which is Christ Jesus himself, and the fact that the institution of marriage and the institution of family is something that was originally originated by God, it came from God, and God wanted it to work for him to be able to bless us. Then they won't know what to do when we are no longer here. There is a responsibility that has been laid upon us. Necessity has been laid upon us to be those who pursue God as parents. To be those who pursue God as parents to be. To be those who pursue God as children. Hallelujah. So that then we can perpetuate this godly seed that God wants and so that we can experience generational blessings. Somebody say amen. amen. Families, please let us try by all means to be united. Because that is now rare. But let us try by all means to be united. Try by all means to be united so that we can be there for one another. So that we can teach one another how godly things are done. Because once there is a godly family, there is going to be a godly society. And after there is a godly society, there is going to be a godly country, a godly world. And we are going to even be able to live peaceful lives here on earth. Everyone that you are scared of is somebody's child. The reason why you have security systems in your homes, it's because you are scared of somebody's child. 
when we put security system and we put electric fences, it is not because the enemy we have seen, it is not because the devil we have seen with these demons coming to come and steal, to kill and destroy. It is because of somebody's child. There is no one who just came here on earth and just appeared. They were born by someone. But the enemy came and stole the original idea that God had for mankind. But praise be to God, we have, we have a chance to make it better. We have a chance in our generation to make things better. We have a chance that even as we come to church and we pray and we are protected by God, but we also teach our children so that when they get to school, they can also teach. They, you know, there's nothing that bothers me like the way we are so shy as Christians when it comes to telling our children what to do at school. The Zangomas. You find a child of 12, 13, 16, wearing that sash, going to school. And the class is interrupted because now it's yourself. And I don't understand how come are you, are you, if you are for this child, Jose, why are you disturbing this child from getting education? Why? Because, like, I, we have many teachers here. How many kids are busy with the Zangoma things, and they are busy. There is a Josie this today, Josie tomorrow, and the, 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 the lessons are disturbed because of that. But with us as Christians, even if there is a J316 campaign in the school, we don't tell our children that if there is something that has to do with Jesus, you must run to that thing and be the first and tell your friends to come with you. Because that's how we are going to correct the, what, what the enemy has done in our society. Somebody say amen. amen. So we need to perpetuate this generational blessing that God wants. God is counting on me. God is counting on you. God is counting on all of us. So that our children can be a godly offspring. So that then the society can change. If a family can be healthy, society will be healthy. Can we commit today to healthy families? Healthy, yes. Healthy families. Healthy families. Healthy families. And we can only find that in Christ. Because it was not our idea. It was not any man's good idea. But it was a God idea. And it will work if we take it back to the original uh, 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 um, creator of this institution called family. God wants to use your family. God wants to use my family so that we can perpetuate generational blessing. Everything that we are going to be praying for just now, everything, may it be for generations. Not just for us, but for generations to come. Because God wants generational blessings to be at play in our lives, not generational curses. And as we are going to pray, the generational curses are going to be broken. Remember I said, read uh, 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 your family line. Check for things. My family is, is good. 
love my family, but there are things that I never want near me and my, near my children. I'm sure also in your family there are things. Think about them and say, it stops here. It's not going to go any further in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Let us stand. We are going to pray. Thank you once again for listening to the message today. We trust that you were blessed by it. Please do subscribe to our podcast to receive new messages every week. Thank you very much and keep on building.